Okay, we finally move on to, I guess, number two, which was the use and abuse of spiritual authority in pure life. And a big verse there was Hebrews thirteen seventeen: Obey your leaders and submit to them, uh, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. So this was this was big, and so I wrote a few things. Okay, God has placed us. God has placed you under us. Submit to us. And if you don't submit to Him, you're not submitting to. If you don't submit to us, you're not submitting to God. God brought you. There's like a, there was kind of a subtle subtle Calvinism, subtle determinism there. Like God has brought you here, elected you to come here, and so God, yeah, God brought you here. Don't lean on. So I was told, don't lean on your own understanding. That's what got you here in the first place. And the pro, the problem is, is it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. And I told him, I'm not going to lean on your understanding. I have to lean on it. It says, don't lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Trust in him with all your heart. I don't trust in you guys, the counseling staff, and if you guys are why I couldn't trust in you with all my heart. I don't know who you are. I do believe you were appointed for that season. And to be com- just completely honest with Pure Life staff, if anyone watches, I believe God, and this is told to me by other people who I know, I think God is using you guys in a way despite what you're doing. Despite what you guys are doing at Pure Life, I really believe that some of you, man, your hearts of love are beautiful. But I'm saying your lens is, is, it's just different. It's fragmented. It's fractured. And the outworking of this should tell you there might be something wrong with this. I, I could be wrong, but at least be willing to listen. You weren't even willing to listen to me when I talked to you guys about this. I tried, I legitimately tried to pour my heart out to two of you guys. And it was like, we're not changing either. You submit early. I get it. Okay, who am I? I'm 21, whatever. But, you know, I was just, you know, wisdom from above is open to reason. James, what is that? Chapter, chapter something, four, you know, wisdom from above, wisdom from below. You know, I'm not trying to be proud and and, and I know everything. I don't don't know. But I know that I've always heard faith alone and you guys are saying something different. You know, you know what I mean? So, you know, and and the way I had to submit to you was just accept your position. I was like, I was like, okay, but I, I didn't want to be dishonest. You know what I mean? I can't, because I would be lying to you if I said, I submit. Because there's a lot of guys there, I'll be honest with you, who are submitting. But they're like, no, I'm just telling them what they want to hear. I know I'm saved. They hold to a position that, and they're not being honest about it. I was told by multiple people. There. It's Lordship Salvation. That That's the doctrine you guys hold and you didn't put it on your website. And so men are coming in like, oh, by the way, you're, you're not, by the way, you're not saved. Because uh, or else you wouldn't be here. You know, and you're, you wouldn't really say it that way, but. You know, practically, that's what's happening, right? You know, and so, um, you know, we only teach and counsel the Bible, th- you know, through the Bible. I get that. Listen, one of the most, the most dangerous word, I've ever, the most dangerous phrase I've ever heard in my life is, it's biblical. Okay, lots of people have done it. You guys definitely did it. I don't want to do it. And that's why I'm trying to read, like, I'm trying to do my best here to read through this and understand it with the best ability I have, what I've read, what I've studied, everything, you know, and Holy Spirit help me. You know, what's my brain apart from God? Who cares? What glory am I bringing to myself if I understand it? It's God. I'm just trying to, this is who God is. I'm trying to trying to talk about him rightly. So, you know, when you say we only counsel through the Bible, but then you're not being fully honest about your position and saying, hey, there are other ways to put it. Well, no, that's heresy. And that's kind of what you guys said. And I'm going to push back and say, no, you know, there, there are people who would call you, you know, heretic. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to put you under the anathema curse of Galatians, you know, to those who change the gospel. I mean, this is hard stuff to understand. We're in the third millennia since Christ. I get it. There's a lot of church history, a lot that's happened. And I get it. You just want us to know Jesus. And that's what was told to me. I mean, one of, one of you, what a heart, you know, that you had. I almost want to cry. What a heart you had for me, just praying with me right before I left. Um, and you said, Robert, why don't you just lay down your doctrine? You know, we have all sorts of people come and they just, you know, Seventh-day Adventists. And I'm like, I know, but guys, this is, this is a core. 
And this is, you got to understand, it. Like, what you hold to here, it's affecting everything. And I get it. And that's why I tried. And I actually, that day that I got kicked out, I was like, you know, I was going to re repent, you know, and say, hey, I'm sorry. You're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have talked about doctrine that way and to so-and-so. And because -so. someone had ended up, I, someone had asked me, what, what do you think's wrong with PLM? And I was like, I love those guys. I'm not going to say anything. And then I ended up saying, you know, they just, they hold to a different position. And I said that and that ended up getting around. And so, you know, and that was when I, and that was how I, I disobeyed. And they told me over, you know, can't talk about this. You can't talk. I was legitimately wrestling with it myself. So I, I'm sorry, you know, but again, I do believe that, you know, it wasn't, it was, I, you know, it's not, not honestly, I wasn't put in a fair situation the same, in the same light. You, you, you see what I'm trying to say, but I just remember one of you, I mean, this is a, this is a core, you know, a core, core of what makes us saved. And, and I, I see you as brothers. We'll get into some of that later, but yeah. So you're in sin. You're not saved. Practically speaking, you're in sin. You're not saved. Jesus is, so this was told to me, Jesus is the door, but God brought you here to be brought in by your counselor. And this was what I was told to me when I was asked, what do I do to be saved? Am I saved? I'm like, well, you know, and it wasn't belief, trust in Jesus. It was this, because it's a different, they just, they hold to a different position than I do. It's the Lordship versus the free grace. Okay. And they call it the heresy of the cheap grace, essentially. You know, and I asked them, can't you only exercise spiritual authority over saved people? Hebrews is written to a saved audience who's, uh, there's actually a lot of verses in there. Like, you know, you know, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin for those who go on sinning deliberately, you know, and see you lost your salvation. I'm like, okay, well, isn't, what, what are they talking about? They're talking about physical death, 80, 70 destruction. This is a Jewish audience wanting to go back to temple Judaism. Like there, there's a context to this stuff that's, and it, you know, things are ripped out of context. I didn't put that verse in, but um, it's like Hebrews 11 something so i was like can't you only exercise spiritual authority over saved people and well that's your interpretation i'm like well isn't that the you know and so that that was something i would i would bring up that you know i try to talk to them about and rightly discerning things and I, I met with a former staff member who apparently there was a big breakaway at plm i think in 2008 or something no 2018 2015 i don't know i think two-thirds of them left and I, it might have been over this. I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate. But I remember I met a former staff member, and they told me, you know, they're, they're not going to listen to you, Robert. They said, I, I agree with you. I think that there's there's some things off there. Can't articulate it, but they're not going to listen to you. They're, they're, you're, you, they're not going to be teachable. And they said to me, Robert, you need to always be teachable. Always be teachable. Always be willing to, to learn and, 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 and always pray, Holy Spirit, keep me spiritually balanced. And that, that changed me. Wow, I was like, you're so right. And that was something I realized, be teachable be teachable no one is above you know just discussion and and things so big thing there was first timothy five nineteen. no checks and balances do not accept a charge against an elder unless it is supported by two or three witnesses or and what that's really saying is that you need two or three witnesses and this is going back to the mosaic law i think to you know verify something and you know verify that something happened and the, the issue is a charge against an elder checks and balances and that was something that plm didn't have because you were coming in essentially the unsaved you know, habitual sinner, and either you were going to submit and be saved according to their program, their repentance, and then faith. They had a work of repentance, or, you know, but there was no way. And they would say, maybe you could talk to them about it. And I did. I mean, I met with a lot of them about it, just talking. They would bring them in, you know, we're going to have a double counseling session, which is really just it was kind of like two against one. Are you going to submit or not? And I was like, I legitimately, I was like, okay, I will. But I like, I'll leave that place. I'm like, I mean, what, what does the Bible say? Like, I can't just accept like, the, you know, like I know, I know I want to be free. I'm, I'm coming to you for help. I'm here to listen. But then everything you're saying, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm reading, 
you know, in the context, I'm, I'm like, I'm just seeing it saying something different. And there wasn't any, there was no, there wasn't any, I wasn't allowed to discuss that. It was insubordination, uh, spiritual pride. They were calling, you know, you think you can go to God instead of, you know, through, I was like, well, you aren't, you know, I, I do have access to God, right? He's, Jesus is the priest, you know, I mean, I mean, I get you're my spiritual authority, but it's, you know, you think there's a, abuse maybe? And, <laughs> and the big thing is my, I was over three months, but my last month there, I was put on a, I was on a talk fast. Really, it's a scarlet letter. Everyone shuns you, and you can only talk to staff if you really need something. So I did that for a month. They do it so you can seek God. And I told them, guys, this has just become abusive. Like, it's not, this isn't helpful. I mean, don't you see the literal demonic oppression that comes over these talk fast guys? Like, you'd look at them, and they're just like, just like depressed and like down and like, like yes, they're being broken. Ah, godly sorrow. This is a side note. There is a very strong spirit of demonic oppression and depression there. And the reason I know that is because I had that after I went through a big breakup in my life. I had that. It's demonic. Um, and it comes from, you know, anger at God or other things. But the devil looks for that and he'll latch onto it and just, you know, just, oh, I don't, you know, just, just a lot of, there's a lot there, but it was definitely demonic. And they would kind of call it godly sorrow. It wasn't godly sorrow. The reason I also know it was demonic was there were other people there who were like, something's wrong. Dreams I had. I, I did a sleep paralysis video back, you know. I mean, I mean, there was a whole thing there. I mean, f waking up feeling like there were, you could feel things or just like, like a demonic presence. Like, it, it, there was some weird stuff that happened there. I mean, in my dreams. And I wasn't the only one. Like, other guys were like, yeah, I mean, I, that weird. So I'd be praying a lot. God help us. I feel like there was a chain around my neck, literally just choking, choking, choking sometimes. And when I get off campus, it would go away. Then I'd be on campus. I, when I went out into the field, it would go away. But when I came back, I was choking, choking. It was awful. And the former staff member said, said the same thing. Yeah, there, there was something wrong. I felt it in my, just my spirit. And a, and a, a mother-in-law who actually was there, um, I heard from the staff member, they also felt, felt it. Uh, something was, there was, a, there, there was a demonic spirit of oppression there. Um, but they, they kind of, I think they partner with it because they call it godly sorrow. But it's there. And I know it's there because, I mean, imagine if I was married and had lost my children and wife and divorce. I mean, of course that kind of thing. They're bringing that in. But then it's also like fostered and propagated there and encouraged almost. So that that was that was there. I, I You know, and multiple. And I, I try to bring that up to them. I'm like, guys, you know, I'm not the only one, right? Two or three witnesses. I mean, let's talk about this. I mean, I'm no saint. I get it. I'm Robert. I, I'm, I'm coming here for your help. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? So. Big thing I, I really saw with, with, okay, you know, talk about, I was always like, you know, a lot of them weren't married, the, the counselor guys. And I was like, you know, I wonder, you know, would you treat your wife the way you treat me? Like, would you, would you like exercise your spiritual authority over her the same way, right? The husband's the head of the wife, right? And those, those verses always confuse me. I'm like, how does it work? I'm like, oh, you know, if a, a wife realizes, oh, her husband would never do anything to hurt her because he puts her first. He loves her. He bears her burdens. He, he cares for her. And so if there's a disagreement, the wife's like, I trust my husband. He always, he always does what's good. You know, and even if he doesn't, he'll, you know, he loves God and he's, you know, but typically that doesn't, you know, we have a bunch of, a lot of broken marriages, things don't work out the way, but I, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And still, you know, we're supposed to follow that because um, God has an order, a good order. And there's a whole conversation there. I'm not getting into that. But the, my point was like, you guys are exercising a like loveless authority over us and you call it love, but then you're really mean to everyone. I was like, and you're like, yeah, I, like why would you treat your wife the way you treat me like or you can only love others to the extent that you know god's love for you love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength this is the greatest command love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself the whole of the law and the prophets this is in romans and the gospel accounts love your neighbor love god and i see love your god love god come first because what is it? we love because he first loved us 
First John chapter 4 or 5. We love because he first loved us. Love is from God. Romans 8 or 6 or 5. Somewhere in there. Love is from God. God has poured his... No, love is from God. It's first John. God has poured his heart... God has poured his love into our hearts. That's like Romans 6, I think. You got to know God's love. You got to experience and know it before you can start giving and being selfless. Like, you, like we have a need. And that need is God. And you can't... I do not believe that I can overcome my sin or you can't do it independent of god but you can't love and be selfless and that was one thing that i they have you know a lot of talk there about dying to self that's love if you love oh you you go first that's what god does god is love god did can i even say this it says first corinthians chapter 10 verse chapter 13 right it's the love chapter first Corinthians chapter 13 love is not self-seeking god is love do you think god is self-seeking when he climbs down from heaven onto a cross <laughs> To propose to mankind, this is my love. Will you trust me? I mean, that is an expression of selfless love. Um, that's God the Father. If you've seen me, Jesus says, you know, how long have I been with you? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So this is what God all-powerful does. He, 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 he dies in, in love. You know, it's just it's beautiful. I mean, that's so love and authority go together. And I don't think that they understood that. Like, I don't, it's like, like, why are you treating me this way? I mean, you're talking about love a lot, but you're kind of being mean. And some of the stuff that was done there, it was like, you know, no, this is to cross your will. This is to, I'm like, okay, I mean, I get what you're saying, but you think some of this is abuse? Like, and that was, that's my, I think it's a fair question. Is some of this abuse? Like, are you guys actually healed from your, some of your sin or you've just been inflicted new rule? Like, it's like, I feel like you're abusing me how the counselors before you abused you. Like, it's like this cycle of abuse. Because of how you guys think about this, and only staff members are allowed to are you, know, you can only be a, you can only work there as a staff member if you've been through the nine month program or the program, however it worked. So I'm like, you got to think the way they think, or else you're not working there. You know, and I'm just like, guys, like I think something's wrong. You know, I mean, but I know a lot of you care. Like you, man, there's some of you just hearts of love, but I just feel like it might be stifled. Like, are you really in step with the spirit? And on multiple accounts, it was like uh, talking with you. It's like, I feel like there's such a disconnect between me and my counselor. And one guy, one guy was here was like, yeah, they're just trying to fit us into that program mold. I mean, they, a lot of them mean well, but they have this mold. And if you don't fit the mold, they try to force you into it or they're going to kick you out. And so that's kind of what happened.